Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the best of the run over Joel and Fletch. Michelle Bishop in the chair. What a day for Michelle to turn up. It was news, news heavy, particularly around the West Tigers and the news around the dismissal of the majority of the board. The Telegraph and the City Morning Herald both reporting the entire West Tigers board has been dismissed effective immediately. The Chief Executive Justin Pascoe resigning from the club. Barry O'Farrell will become the interim chairman while Shane Richardson will become the interim chief executive. Now, I do understand Danny Stapleton will remain on the board. That's my information. Uh, but to join me to talk all things rugby league and the West Tigers, Michelle Bishop back in the seat. Hey, Shell. Good afternoon. You had me at chunky and meaty. <laughs> I'm here, I'm back, and I'm ready to roll. And I'm just wondering if we're going to celebrate this afternoon with a 1959 bottle of ben- Penfolds Grange. Oh, yeah. Uh, Barry O'Farrell. Do I yeah, have to oh, my that's jokes? right. That's right. <laughs> anyway, well, I, I, I love Barry. It started well. it, it, it's I'm, great. I'm a fan of Barry. Yes, good bloke. Shane Richardson to join the team too, because he was there what four years yeah. ago. It didn't last the twelve yep. months. Um, he had other commitments. Um, but you know, look, I no matter what way you look at this, good, bad, indifferent, I just want the West Tigers to move forward and be a powerful club. If I'm Benji Marshall, I've got to say, I'm tickled pink with this, and I, he would have relationships as I do with some of the outgoing board members, but they they needed this. They they needed, you know, an emergency break glass and, and this glass had to be broken and they've done it succinctly and swiftly. To be honest with you, when this review was happening, I was thinking, okay, the feather dust is going to come yeah, out of here. Yeah, I think and... we, I'm with you. I well, you we think the same? I think we all did that they'd sort of, you know, buy a bit of time, smooth it over, yep. let the uh, off season, you know, come back saying we're going to be bigger than better. Uh, bigger and better this year, like they always yep. have. But clearly that hasn't happened. It's been a real shock this afternoon. Look, you know, when you do, when you have a look at some of the individuals, big fan of Lee Hedgepentellis, unfortunately, uh, you know, he's collateral damage out of this. I am a fan of Danny Stapleton's, had a long, long-term relationship with Danny. I'm, I'm glad that he's still in and around. I think he, uh, you know, b- brings a bit of footy smarts to, to the board as well. Uh, as well as business. Uh, but look, as you, as you say, I'm not a, a passionate West Tigers supporter. I grew up being a, a very passionate Balmain supporter on that hill in the, in the old days. Uh, but it's just sad to see just uh, the, how bad the club has been over a long period of time. So the, not the company, but the group, I suppose, who was sort of leading this, and, and I do love the fact that in many ways, four of the individuals part of this group have, have almost got rid of their own job. Yeah. Uh, the Holman Barnes group, who were the the committee who had conducted the independent mm-hmm. um, research on what's going on at the West Tigers, Tony Andraco, uh, Julia Romero, Dennis Burgess, Rick Wade, mm-hmm. were also part of the West Tigers board. board yep. So with themselves making this decision, they've also cost themselves out of the West Tigers board. 
So um, well, I kind of told you that I guess their heart, their mind yeah, is all in the right place. And, that, you know, putting the club first. Of course it is. Um, so that's what's happened. It's major news. And for me, as a West Tigers um, invested person, I suppose, I, I do think whilst I feel for the people who, you know, they do put, no matter what you think of anyone attached to rugby league clubs or sporting clubs, they are given their heart and soul quite often for not much. So I do feel for those people outgoing. But at the end of the day, change had to be made. The, the West Tigers have been the laughing stock. For a long time. For too long. For too long. For too long. And, and you can't put all the blame on the board or, you know, even Pasco, Hadji Patelis. You can't do that. But it does send a bit of a message. We've got the news at the moment of David Norfolk, which we'll talk about as well. But it is big, big news. Uh, have your say on the text line, 0457. 736-736, call one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 And as I reinforce, I do believe that uh, it's nothing personal to anyone who's on the outgoing side of things, but it just has to happen. It, it had to happen. And you, you think of Shane Richardson and success that's followed him. You think about Barry O'Farrell and what he's achieved in you know government and corporate world. It, it's just, it has to be a good sign, Michelle. And as you say, if you're Benji Marshall right now, um, I guess you're kind of feeling like, wow, this is a clean slate. This is my chance to stamp my authority. It's my first year as, yeah. as a head coach, uh, and which obviously brings uh, straight to the top the David Norfoluma situation, which you said that we will address. I think it's a big chance for him to, um, you know, set a standard moving forward. There's no more mucking around. We no. need, they need to, it's not about effort anymore. It's about results and, and West Tigers fans, they deserve it. Well, and, and you know what they've done. So if you know everything, that's when you're in trouble. Well, they've, Gone to independence. I think Tony Crawford might have played a big part. Mm-hmm. Do you know who else was involved in the independent? I, um, to I think be Tony Crawford, who was ex NRL, he, he had a major part to play with that. But and I think he has a really good relationship with Shane Richardson from yes. his time there. But that's just it. I have to be honest with you. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I don't know. I didn't invest in it because I just thought it was another. Here we go. Yeah. We'll just be told this, this, and this, and it'll buy a bit of time, and they'll start the year next year, and it'll all be the same old, same old. Yep. And you know who the most prized icon now is? Tony Crawford and Co. What about every other every other fan who's not West Tigers at the moment? Michelle, they're sitting there going, Hey Tony, you got a spare couple of months? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you wanna come check our club out? Yeah, what there, are you doing a lot at of the that. end of January? <laughs> yeah. But that's that that's accountability, right? Yeah. So that that's what you want in life is to be properly appraised. And he's come in there with the team and they've pulled the trigger in a major, major way. And all ships rise with the tide. This is going to keep happening. I promise you right now that Tony Crawford and co will pick up another gig similar fashion to this and not just in rugby league. Yeah, that they will. And look, just going back onto the West Tigers and their situation, it's those one percenters that we're really keen on. And one of the big things, um, I have a long history with the Balmain Tigers. That's yes. the club I grew up in. Uh, Mum was marketing manager there in the Billy Kane sort of days. Um, Kerry Hemsley is one particular player who says, we're never invited back. We're never involved. It's nothing about the old boys. Um, I know Kerry quite well. Yep. Grew up with him. Uh, he's now he regularly. He's a regular at the Giants and the Swans in the AFL because no one's wanted to know where he is, what he's doing. He's not been a part of that club. So one of the big things is they have to look at is bring the old boys back because it's all about the history and and combine them. I know it's been such an issue with the with the merger. We need to grow up and get over it yep. because there's a lot of good history there. Uh, that we should be, they should be learning from. I tell you, I feel for uh, Joe Cool, uh, Johnny Dorohy. He'd only yeah, been yeah. there for ten minutes, so yeah, he, can five ha- minutes. He, he can only take all the blame. Uh, but anyway, that that's not good for him. But mm. terrific fella, uh, Joe Cool. 
Uh, Lee Hadjimatelis was on the show this morning with uh, Brandy and the Missile talking about today's board meeting. Here's what he had to say this morning. Well, there's a lot of misreporting about that, Andrew. I'll, I'll clarify. There is no West Tigers board meeting tonight. The board meeting that's being held tonight is by the Holman Barnes Group, uh, who are the majority stakeholder, of course, who have commissioned uh, this review. Right. And uh, the report, as I understand it, has been complete, and it will be presented to the Holman Barnes Group tonight. And if that's the case, then it will be a matter for the Holman Barnes Group as to whether... Uh, the report is considered tonight or adopted or whether the recommendations are adopted or whether it's stood over to the new year or not. It's a matter entirely for them. But it's not. It, it, the, the matter has not landed in the West Tigers' lap as yet. Uh, it is still with our, um, our shareholders, uh, the Balmain Group and the, the West Asheville Group. Okay, there you go. Well, it has landed in the lap now, Michelle, uh, some hours on. And, Can um, I just say, though, there have been reports that tonight's scheduled club board meeting was understood to have been delayed 24 hours, and that was, of course, to complete the legal documents to allow this new structure to be put in place. Yes. So so are you suggesting that um, West Tigers in their past would wait for things to become official before it gets out in the public? Can you believe it? <laughs> Is, Is this something new? Oh, it's so topical. Um, so just repeating, the entire West Tigers board, Sands, Danny Stapleton, have been dismissed effectively immediately with Chief Executive Justin Pascoe resigning from the club. Barry O'Farrell will become the interim chairman. Shane Richardson will become the interim chief executive. Uh, Lee Hadjimatelis on 2024 and what the future holds for the Tigers. This is what he had to say this morning. Look, I mean, we fully understand and share the angst and the disappointment that occurred this year and last year, of course. There's no denying that and there's no point in downplaying it whatsoever. But all those that are involved in the club from the board right through to the football department is absolutely, sorry, are absolutely committed to turn things around. And it's been a work in progress, and it has been a work in progress for some time. I mean, looking back over that period, had mistakes been made, perhaps, in hindsight? But moving forwards, we are absolutely committed to the structure that we have put in place now. I personally could not be more impressed with Benji and the coaching structure that he's put together and that the way that the players have responded to Benji over the last month or so. It's been incredible to watch. I've, I've been down to training. I've seen the players. I've spoken to a number of them. And they are all responding to Benji in a very, very positive way. Now, 24 is just around the corner. How will 24 be judged? Now, personally, from my, from my perspective, I'm not going to be judging it by wins and losses, although that's very, very important. It's just effort. I just want to see the effort. And Benji is instilling a certain benchmark and a certain demand of the players. Uh, and it all comes down to effort. And, then, and that's the catch cry. And that's what I would like to see. If we see that, that effort continue throughout 24 at the highest level, I'm sure we'll win a lot more games than we lose next year. So, so that's going to be the benchmarking for me. And as I say, uh, ben, Benji's been a revelation. The way he's assimilated into that role has been effortless and, and I, I think he's going to be wonderful for those players and wonderful for the club. Yeah, he may be. Uh, Benji Marshall. And uh, uh, what do you make of those comments, Michelle? Yeah, look, you know, I'm a massive fan of Lee. You know that, Hedgeman, tell us. But I guess speaking from an outsider's perspective and, and not being as passionate about the club, uh, you need results. Benchmarks are wins and losses in this professional organisation. It's not about effort anymore. It's not the under-19s, um, you know, going for their grand final. Uh, you know, it, it's, it is, unfortunately, it is results-driven and that's uh, there's, there's no other way around that. And, you know, for the last two years, as, as Lee's just said, you know, he's been happy with what's what, where they've been at with their effort. 
Um, I, I just, you know, it's frustrating to see someone like Michael Maguire be treated the way he was. Uh, I, I think that he was someone who could have taken the Tigers somewhere but just didn't have uh, the leadership where he needed it. Instead, they sided with players. Um, I hope this, as we move forward now, that this next management, uh, you know, gets it right, can support Benji if, if with, with the decisions he, he makes. And if Benji's not the man for the job, move on that one too. This is a results-driven business. It's not about effort. And on the results too, and, and this is, you're exactly right, the West Tigers have completed 24 seasons. 24 seasons. How many times have they played in the top eight? Yeah, wow. So the top no, eight, yeah. but the top eight, right, mm. has been half the competition up mm. until the Dolphins came in last year. Yeah, right. And we're in a salary cap era. So you've got to finish in the top half only of the competition. And you've got rules favouring you with salary cap and whatnot Mm -hmm. to make that happen. In 24 seasons, probability and mathematics say that you should, every club should finish in the top eight 12 times prior to the Dolphins coming in. The West Tigers in 24 seasons have finished top eight three times. Wow, that's, yeah, mind-blowing. You love your stats, don't you? <laughs> yeah, but that, that's a compelling one, right? Yeah, yeah. Three times yeah. in 24 seasons when yeah. probability and mathematics say all the favours come your way, you should be there as a minimum 12 times. Yep. And we've done it three times. And do you know the other thing that really amazes me about, and, and it just goes to show how much of a brilliant product, which we will talk about a little bit later on, Rugby League really is, is the passion and the, the loyalty that these West Tigers fans have, have showed. They've remained loyal. They hang on every year um, with everything, thinking, yep. okay, right, we've, we've done that. We're, we're, we're going to get there. This is our year. You hear them and you hear that, they, that there's real belief. Yep. A lot of other clubs, fans don't stick around like that. They're not as loyal. No. Have your say too, by the way. If you wish to have your say, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. The SEN Network. I don't know if there's a, a, a radio station on the planet who talks more rugby league than what we do. Uh, have your say. Uh, Kerry O'Keefe, I don't think we'll love that too much, but that's fine. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, or text 0457 736 Here's one of the big big mistakes. And I, I, I love Tim Sheens. Mm-hmm. But I said to, and I won't embarrass them because they're on the way out, I said to a certain outgoing person, I said, Sheensy has achieved a lot in the game, but mm-hmm. please go through his defensive records. The game is now about defense. Mm-hmm. Sheens is a great innovator. I would not be signing him as the coach because you need to be led by defense these days. We've seen that with the Panthers, the Roosters, the Storm. That's what wins your competitions. Mm-hmm. But despite me saying that, they couldn't give it rats, and, and they signed him on that. And we see the numbers for the West Tigers the last couple okay, of years Okay, you in being a former player, you obviously, you know, again, I always sort of put it out there. Yeah, okay, I've never played the game. I remember having a very similar conversation, just not even on, on the back of um, Tim Sheens and his defence, just on his achievements overseas in the lead up to yeah. him coming to the West Tigers and he wasn't the man for the job. Uh, if you did, you know, a little bit of research, um, big fan of Tim Sheens, you know, I'd be, yeah. he coached my husband at one stage, you know, same time as yep. you, uh, they're back at, you know, the Tigers. And um, a Hall of Fame coach, Michelle, there's oh, no question about 100%, 100%, that. 100%, 100%, yeah. but at this time, at that time, he wasn't the right man for the job. And this is what I'm saying to you. We we came up with this big marketing spin that it was, we we're going to revisit the glory days of, was it 2005 with Tim Sheens and Benji? Marshall and this was the next big thing that we're all going to focus on and promise that you know now we're going to deliver 
Um, and then, uh, what, 12 months in, uh, or, or we're going to talk about him working with Benji and, 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 you know, bringing out the best in Benji. Then that was knocked on the head and Benji yeah. was going to do it all on his own. The West Tigers fans have been promised so much for so long that hopefully today is a line in the sand and they actually start to, to make some moves. Well, I reckon with this independent review, which we don't have the details for, but the first thing that I think about is, and I said this at the time on this very program, is that you become the sum of the average that you hang around most and all ships rise with the tide, right? So you're leaders in a club. That's why the Melbourne Storm having Slater, Cronk and Smith and your hardest workers are also your your heart you know, your best players. Mm-hmm. Penrith similarly, you know you talk you see in James Fisher Harris and Yo and Cleary and Liam Martin and you just it, Dylan Edwards. You just know they're your hardest workers. Mm. Jerome Law, part of that as yeah. well. Well, when you speak to all the elite players that go off into New South Wales or yeah. into Origin Camp or playing for Australia, that's the first thing that that some of them, you know, the newbies go in and see. They that it rubs off them. They they soak up everything the yes. way these elite players prepare. And you you want to hope that they go back to their own clubs and that starts that sort of you know yeah. ball happening for them. So my concern at the time, and I was very vocal that I was pro Madge, and and yes, the numbers weren't there. But the board at the time decided not to, to, to stay with Madge, a premiership-winning coach. He'd won in Super League. He'd won at South Sydney. Mm-hmm. But the, the leaders at the time weren't happy with the work. And then when you get leaders who aren't in board, like the Panther, Melbourne Storm, Roosters players who had success, mm-hmm. they start to really poison the place, mm-hmm. right? And I go through this, and I'm not necessarily saying these guys uh, – in fact, I, I, I hear that Joe Offerhand Galway is an, an outstanding trainer, so how we let him go, I'll never know. But – if you go through the leaders at the time for when Madge was sacked, mm-hmm. and again, I'm not saying any or throwing any aspersions towards these players, but fact is fact. Joe Offerhand Galway, who was one of the leaders at the Tigers at the time, yep. who the club favoured to be with the players and not with the coach, mm-hmm. he's gone to Parramatta. James Tarmo left the club, who was the captain at the time. Jackson Hastings left the club. Luke Brooks has left the club. And we're seeing now David Norfoluma. What's going on with him right now? And I'm thinking, so these are five of the leaders, and I'll, there would be others amongst them, but here's five of the leaders who you as a board backed because, no, we're going to believe them. And you got rid of the bloke who's since gone on to beat Australia by 30, since gone on to get a deal with New South Wales, and arguably becomes one of the most sought-after coaches who would walk into a job. So that, to me, was Karma. just a, it was a major mistake, Michelle. It and it was huge. It was a mistake that we shared on this program. Hey, and it was so also, frustrating. Can we also just throw Brett Kamali into that mix? Yeah. I remember being there when uh, Tim Sheens was saying, yep, okay, Madge has gone. This is what this is going to be, and we're going to trial um, – Brett Kamali, yeah. and we, we they threw him into the to the mix of everything. I remember saying to Brett, "You're insane. You're crazy. Yep. You're not going to coach. You're not going to be the head coach. This is this is awful. Like yeah. you're just being thrown into the mix." Um, I, I hate the the lack of respect that they showed for Brett Kamali really irked me as well. And and the comment I'm about to make, I really like these two, and I've said this a number of times, and I've got no doubt that the the people listening to this who I'm about to talk about would take it personal. It's not at all personal no. what I'm about to say. No. Robbie Farrah, who I really, really, really like as a bloke. Benji Marshall, who I really, really, really like as a bloke, right? How does a board, honestly, how do they give a, a, a job to somebody who's never been an assistant coach, then wants to become a general manager, and, and they, they toy with the idea, and Benji, who's never coached a single game in his life prior to, to doing that, being a really skillful coach – Quite often, if you go through some of the most talented players we've ever had, 
they're quite often not the best coaches because everything came a little bit easy mm. for them and a little bit yeah, different. Yeah. So again, yep. no matter what I'm saying here, if they're listening to it, they may find this a personal attack. It's not. I really, really like Robbie Farah. I really, really like Benji Marshall. But the Melbourne Storm and the Roosters and the Panthers. It wouldn't happen. They, they don't do that. Mm-hmm. They Maybe the assistant coach different, yes. So Rob, the Robbie's position is a little bit different. But they just don't do it. And, and it's like you start to go – you can't put brains in statues. Like, it, it just became very, very frustrating. And, Michelle, I played in the very first team. I want to be a proud supporter of the club. club yeah. And I don't like constantly bashing them, right? Mm. But you get so bloody frustrated in the whole thing. Yeah. And now I do have comfort that I do think that the changes we have made is a step in the right direction. Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and uh, Michelle Bishop today in for Fletch. Uh, David Norfoluma, the standoff continues at the West Tigers. Now, I just want to address the David Norfoluma, which is sort of this news has been tucked in behind yeah, the, the board. Yeah, isn't David feeling kind of lucky today? Well, I, 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 just, I, I just want to address this because I have been in his identical scenario where you sort of, you, you come through and you make a name for yourself and... Things are all going well and you start to get your highest paid amount contracts, which is the case for him. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know his situation intimately, but this is my best guess of what's happened. Then all of a sudden, you're not training as hard as what you once were to become that player that got you that highest ever paid packet. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, what you find is there's other people starting to turn up the training and the enthusiasm that used to be sent towards you a few years earlier, it's now starting to wane a little bit and it's that attention, that spotlight is starting to go to another player and you almost kick out on it. And, mm. and it's it's frustration in a way that you're not keeping up with everyone else. It's frustration in a way that deep down maybe, and I'm only guessing this is the situation, deep down maybe you know you're not putting in the work that you once were and maybe resting on your laurels a little bit and you start to become agitated and frustrated and you start to see that, you know, you may have been the Pied Piper there for a period of time and now you're starting to see people start to wander to other directions and you become quite insecure about it. And then you become the victim and poor me. And the next thing you know, you're irrelevant. You're out of the game. Mm. So so for me, if I could speak to a younger me or a David Norfoluma, if he's in the same situation, it's as simple as this. Look in the mirror. Man uh, in the mirror. Th- yeah. Man in the mirror is a great poem on that. Read mm. that for starters. But don't get bitter, get better. Mm. You know, like Look, that. Joel, there's just no excuse anymore. I'm sorry. I, I see, you know, it, it's a professional sport. You don't come back from your holidays, you know, just like, okay, let's let's roll the sleeves up now and get stuck in. We're hearing that the Newcastle Knights, uh, they they made it a point to get together and, and continue on the rise because yep. that's exactly where the Newcastle Knights are at at the moment. Um, you won't see a professional player turn up to do a preseason that isn't ready to rip in. Um, mm. That's just had, I mean, we're not, we haven't even hit Christmas yet. And I, I think maybe that's the period where uh, rugby league players these days have one, two, three or four days on the drink and a bit of something to eat. But that's because they haven't let themselves go from that end, end of September uh, through to what now, when they yep. break for their preseason. They're, they're into it. They, they are still training every day. I mean, I was having a chat with Hudson Young the other day, uh, just down in Canberra. The kid has not changed his diet. He's no. ripped in. Um, they, they don't give up and there is no room for – they are worried about the next person coming along. Yep. And unfortunately, if David hasn't turned up for, to do a preseason with that attitude, 
Um, and, and as you say, a little bit of the victim mentality is kicked in. Well, hey, who have you got to blame? Man in the mirror. Oh, Read the poem, and, and, pick and, it up, guys, if you haven't listened to it, because you can apply it with mostly everything in your life. There would be people today in their work industry who would be going, geez, that's, you've explained me. I'm in the same situation, mm. right? And it's not a shot at David Norfoluma, no, no. but it's more to say, if this is you, which was me, Mate, you got to, you got to make it about you. Never, it's not about everyone else. They're not making the mistakes. You're the one who's doing things differently. Yeah. You're the one who's breaking the agreement. And I'm saying this direct to David Norfoluma. If he can look in the mirror, and, and it was the same as me, where you're not quite given what you used to do. There's other kids coming through doing more and more. You're getting insecure by it. You're lashing out, and that's what happens. Don't get Bitter, get better. Two things out of this. This is Benji Marshall's opportunity to take a leadership on this and and, and create a standard, yeah. not excuses for mates because I played with him or what, what we know his potential is. He needs to set the standard here. And somewhere where I didn't think I was planning on going this afternoon, or I'll be a little bit vulnerable myself in this situation, I have to, had to think that way about television. Television is a visual medium. I'm yep. 48 years of age. Yep. I'm competing with these younger girls that are coming up through. There's only a selected number of roles yep. in, in television. You had to watch your weight. You had to, uh, you know, watch your grooming and be, because that's what television's about. Yep. Um, and you do, uh, it is competitive. So there was no way in the world I was going to kind of let myself go because no matter what I knew about the game or what about my integrity or, or you know, my experience, um, television is a visual medium and yep. I had to be on my game. Uh, that's exactly right, Michelle. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy, and appreciate you sharing that because yeah. that's absolute. That's vulnerable. <laughs> no, it is vulnerable, but it is very vulnerable. But but it, but it's true, and it's human, and that's why the listeners love you, and that's why there's people driving home going, you know what? I've been carrying on like a pork chop at work mm. because I'm doing what others have been doing. But at the end of the day, don't get bitter, get better. Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. Uh, Michelle and I caught up with Michael Carianis live from Vegas. Now he broke the initial story of the West Tigers board. Michael Carianis, the great man, is overseas live from Las Vegas. He's on there. Hello, Michael. Hello, guys. How are we? Hope we haven't pulled you away from. Hope we haven't pulled you away from something important over there. (laughs) Never, never, never too busy for you. Mate, tell us exactly where you are right now. I was was there about a month ago. I need to know your situation at the moment. Um, I'm in a place called the Cosmopolitan, a yep. flashy new joint, and we've just um, wrapped up dinner and preparing to um, go to bed, Joel. Okay, so he- here's what you need to do at the Cosmopolitan. Go get yourself, mm-hmm. and I'll text you the name you've got to share. Go, you're in the right place. Go to the barber shop. I've stayed here before, Joel. Oh, you've oh. been to the barber shop. I've stayed here before previously, yes, 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 yes. Experience so campaigner. we're only visiting at the moment, so... Um, yeah, no, it's a pretty cool joint. It's have, you, have you been to Cipriani's for lunch? I haven't, no. What is no. that? Uh, that's well, that's Greek. Uh, no, Cipriani's is Italian. It's one of the greatest <laughs> meals I've ever had, and I said to Fletch to go there. But anyway, that aside, that aside, what's the what's, what do you make of all the big news that's blowing up here back at home? Yeah, huge news with the, with the West Tigers, and it's something that was probably been brewing for the last couple of weeks since they implemented the, this independent um, review, the fact that, the whole board um, is gone and, you know, the two biggest scouts, I guess, are, are Lee Hadjip and Tellis, the, the chairman, who pours in millions of dollars into uh, the club to his right and sponsorship. And then um, the chief executive, Justin Pascoe, resigned uh, today as well, given the, the circumstances of what was happening around him. I think he, you know, knew that the writing was on the wall for Justin Pascoe. So he's 10 years over. Um, and I think, you know, the West Tigers fans are... Um, 
have wanted change, they demand the change, and uh, we'll see if this is the right step forward. But for mine, a, a person like Lee, who we all know across, the, obviously, this network has been dedicated, he's been loyal, he's worked really hard to try and turn the Tigers' fortunes around, and I'm assuming he'd be shattered at the moment. AMC, just uh, one thing, and, and, and I've, I've got this direct from the uh, Holman Barnes group, uh, Danny Stapleton, so it's not the whole board. I understand Danny Stapleton remains on the board as part of the uh, the, the Bowmain Tigers faction. So I believe, yeah, so I believe he stays there as well, Michelle. MC, I want to ask you your opinion on where this uh, sits, I guess, for, for Benji Marshall. It should, this should be uh, like an exciting time for him. Uh, we've seen so much go on, so much turmoil at that club. Uh, you know, obviously the board and, and leaders not backing the likes of Madge, um, you know, in the past. Is this a positive for Benji, you think, moving forward? Well, it just depends on, on what they, they get in there, Michelle. Obviously, Shane Richardson will come in on a, on a short-term deal. It's my understanding with the potential for Shane Richardson to, to stay as um, chief executive long-term. Whether or not he, he does that, I'm not sure. But, you know, he's a, a, an experienced guy. But one thing Benji Marshall doesn't need, it's going to be, look, it's going to be a tough ass coaching this side as it is and trying to get them off the bottom of the premiership ladder. One thing he doesn't need is continued distraction. So um, the only saving grace that's happened in December um, so what they need is to, to make sure the house is in order well before kickoff because Benji Marshall is going to need all the support that he can to try and, and help turn this club around. But in terms of Benji Marshall's future, look, that's not in peril. The, the club have invested heavily in Benji and, um, you know, he, he'll be their coach uh, at least in, in the short term. But, you know, he needs some support there and that's probably what hasn't been afforded to, um, you know, the, some people at the West Tigers of late. Tony Crawford and Co. Uh, how much of a gun for hire are they going to be over the next year or two? You reckon, MC? Well, depends if there's some people that want to clean out their board because really that, that's what's happened here. And um, the independent re- reviewers has claimed some some big scalps, but the, the proof will be in, in the pudding. As I said, I think um, I think Lee Agimentelis has been hard done by. Um, you know. He, he is very forthright, he's very honest, but one, one thing he is, he is fully committed, or has been fully committed to the, the West Tigers, and, you know, his time is over now. We've seen Barry O'Farrell in the chair before for a short term um, as chairman of, of the West Tigers before he, he got a post, I think, in, in India, which meant that um, he'd step away from his duties. But Barry O'Farrell is a, a well-connected man around town, obviously a former New South Wales Premier. So, you know, he carries some clout, but... Um, there'll be some more damage, I think, in, in the short term through the West Tigers. We look at Brighton's sponsorship of, of the front of the jersey, worth you know more than a million dollars. Whether or not Lee continues down that path or not, I, I'd say that's in jeopardy, no doubt about that. But yeah, it's going to be another interesting period for the West Tigers. That's a real tough one, isn't it? Because mm. if it is in jeopardy, people will then say, "Well, we're only in it to have your own voice." And and I, I don't believe he's that person. But um, I. I'd like to think that he stays on for the West High. I think that'd be very noble, in fact, if, if he does. Mm. But we'll see how... Perhaps not a, such a big, a spon- big sponsorship. Yeah. Uh, perhaps something else, if that's what he feels like. But I'm with you. I'm not sure that he'll, you know, you know, kick his toys out of the cotton run. I think he'll, no. you know, still contribute in some fashion. MC, plenty of talk about the Tigers. We've gone for months about that. But just tell us what's happening over there in Vegas. How's it all looking for us? Look, it has been so good. It, it, it's been a, a amazing. The players, the four players, Aaron Ward, Spencer Leonard, Billy Walters and, and Campbell Graham have really bought in into what the, the NRL is trying to achieve here. And, you know, promoting game. We walked down the strip a, a couple of hours ago and in Vegas. The players in, in full kit and there's been some amazing photos, which you'll see in the paper tomorrow. Um, and, you know, they're getting recognised. There's a few Aussie tourists around saying, you know, go 
go south, go to the Broncos and poses for, for photos with some of the guys. And, you know, there's some of the locals going, oh, they must be the rugby players. And, uh, you know, whether it, it cuts through or not, uh, I'm not sure. But the NRL's given it a, a red-hot crack. And, you know, there's a big launch um, in Vegas tomorrow. Um, and, and we'll see. I'll be interested to see what sort of local media um, turn out for, from the U.S., um, and see what, gen- what what interest it, it generates. But there is um, at least some recognition of, of what is going to happen here in March at the moment. MC, in, from you know, the Fed Income Department, there's no helmets, no protection. Is, is Are they buying it? Are they, are they, do they think we're mad? Do they think we're, we're crazy with this sport? Or, or are they in awe of what they, you know, our boys are able to do? I think there's a level of the, uh, the unknown and, and excitement. We're at the, um, the Raiders-Vikings game. Uh, yesterday, which was a real stink fest, and, and the greatest, the greatest endorsement for rugby league would have been to play the game straight after that one. Yeah, hundred percent. No way, you know, that, because it was one of the most boring games I've ever seen of any sport. I've been to a few NFL games now, and that was that was easily the most boring. So, um, what it is, and we all agree, right? We're all lovers of the game. If they can just somehow get eyeballs on the game, they'll be able to stick. Um, you know, we walked through a tailgate party yesterday, and you know the players were mingling and, and walking around and. You know, if anyone asked them what they were doing or who they were, they, they gave them the spiel on, you know, what's about to transpire here in a couple of months. So um, I like the NRL's approach. It's going to be a slow burn, but, you know, hopefully um, they remain committed and, and it's, it's successful. MC, I've got two things for the boys over there promoting the game. Firstly, we can't keep promoting the no helmets, the no shoulder pad stuff, mm-hmm. right? Because... It's a bit like when we went to Adelaide saying this is real footy. Like The locals are not going to get around us being tougher when we just simply... The four people we had over there, yeah, they're big dudes, but they don't look tougher and meaner than any NFL players over there. Correct. And, and the second thing is we've got to stop using the term rugby or rugby league because as soon as you say rugby league, they think of rugby, and if they already have an opinion of rugby, right, they're not going to be wanting to come. We, we need to almost sell it as a new game. NRL, NRL, NRL. Yeah. get rid of rugby, rugby league uh, in the vernacular. What do you think about that, MC? Yeah, it's it's interesting. I asked Andrew Abdo that today. I said, do we give up on um, calling it, you know, fighting the battle? Because even on on the Fox Sports broadcast yesterday, where Aaron Woods and, and Campbell Graham were on the halftime of uh, it beamed into the US, so about two million viewers watched them, and they were calling it rugby, even though they knew they'll brief. Um, you know, the host on, on what exactly was about to transpire. So mm. it is interesting. Do we just stick with league? Do we stick with the NRL? What do we do? I, I'm not sure, but um, you're right, because people would have a preconceived idea of, of rugby and don't think that it, this is anything different or anything new. Um, but, yeah, that's that's the, one of the toughest cut-through is, you know, do we go with league? Do we just call it league? I'm now, not sure. I don't know what we do. Now, you, you journalists, know, but, um, MC, you're always working, right? You're over there, and when, you, when you're with people front of mind, the connections are strong. Have you been in touch with Woodsy since the news <laughs> dropped? Aaron Woods, the former Tiger. <laughs> you know what? This is probably the longest I haven't seen Woodsy, which is a bit of a concern. Um, <laughs> so, he's, no, he's been, he's been good company. All the boys have been good company. So, um, you know, I'll have to let Woodsy know when I say it. But he's a great... He reads everything and listens to everything. He's a, he's a footy uh, fiend, Woodsy, so he'll know what's going on. Okay, 3-2-1 Dallium rankings. Well, I won't say 3-2-1 because you leave someone out. Just give us the three points as to who has promoted the game best of the current players, would you say? Well, I think Woods is the, is the great salesman because he looks a little bit different and yep. um, he, he speaks so well and um, he, he's real knockabout, so he's getting around and, and doing it. But all the boys have been great, mate. Like They've all come in, they've bought in and 
you know, how can you not? This is an experience of a lifetime heading to the NFL. They're on the field, passing the ball with some NFL players. There's some Raiders interaction tomorrow again before another Raiders game on on, on Thursday night here. So there's a, a, a fair bit going on and, and the players have been great. And we can just hope that it, there's a bit of cut through and it develops into something, um, you know, long term for the game. Okay, I've got one for you here, MC, um, relating to the game that you said was a bit of a Plotterville event. Hit this, Gibbo. Crapstack. What about this, MC? First time ever, and you happen to be at the game, where a city's team has won as an NFL t- team on the same day as their NHL team, the same scoreline. So Minnesota, <laughs> Minnesota Vikings won uh, 3-0 against Las Vegas Raiders, and the Minnesota... Whatever they're called. Swamp Rats, I don't know what they're called. The Wild. Vikings. No, the Minnesota Wild. They also won 3 0 on the same day. There you go. Crap There you go. Mm. Outstanding. I'll I'll let everyone know. Yeah, that'd be fascinated. (laughs) Fascinated by that. Anything else, mate? That's a real conversation starter, John. Oh, mate, it's a conversation starter. Have you fallen into the trap of, you know, saying, like, we, we, you know, with the local sort of lingo there, like you you walk in the morning and, you know, talk. I I did it in the UK. I got sucked right in. Morning. How are you? The hardest things for me, that is. No, no, I don't. No, no. The hardest thing for me is if I order a coffee or something, I think my name's Marco. I don't know why. Ah, oh. right. And Michelle thinks you're in England too, by the way. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm saying I, it happened to me in the UK. Is it happening to you over there? Anyway. No, 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 no. Right, right AMC. Right, I'm you, getting out of your seat, guys. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Just before you go, what's the crowd going to yes. be? What, 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 what are we thinking for this crowd on this round zero? Uh, 30, maybe. That, that's a pass mark, isn't it? I think so. I think 30. I'd estimate 30 as par. They've already sold 18,000, obviously, to um, Aussies um, largely. So, you know, I'm going to say about 30,000. Okay. Final question because Brian Fletcher's about to turn up uh, sometime tonight, yeah. tomorrow, your time. I've heard. I've heard. <laughs> yep. Who's, um, who's been running the hardest? I'll put it that way. In Vegas, and why is it Andrew Webster? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's in good company. There's a few other types here that don't mind that as well. So, okay. Um, I'm just with the great Webwado now. Uh, say good day for us. Give him a cuddle, mate, and uh, thanks for your time on your what is it? It must be your yeah, sorry to pull you Monday away. night. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Carianas, thank you very See much you for the Daily thanks, Telegraph. Michael. Enjoy it. Uh, joining us live from Las Vegas. Uh, you could hear the nightclub in the background. So we really appreciate He sounded pretty good, actually, MC. Yeah, he did. Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch and still rugby league news. Plenty of rugby league news. Where to for Adam Fanua Blake? Where to for Talatau Amone? How does that all play out for Talatau Amone? Let's, uh, we've spoken about the West Tigers board. We'll stay on that and you can have your say too as well. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. But there is more news, believe it or not. Uh, the Dragons have made a huge offer for Adam Fanua Blake. Chamis writes this through the Sydney Morning Herald. Now, I understand the West Tigers are in the race as well. Seems like everybody is at the moment. Four-year, $4.5 million offer for Adam Fanua Blake. Mm-hmm. Not for me, Michelle. I don't mind saying it. He's 28. He's just come off his best ever year. So you're buying shares at the highest possible value. He's had his best ever season, mm-hmm. not in Australia. It's not one for me. Not Can I just say I'm uncomfortable with the whole situation? Um, shouldn't we be looking at issues of, okay, he's wanting to leave the club because of personal reasons, um, you know, his family not well or whatever. Yep. Shouldn't he be not gaining from that? 
Well, that's the other thing. My, my whole idea is if, if a player lo- leaves a team, I mean, leaves a contract, you, you should not be able to get a better contract than what you're currently signed to. No, I if agree. If you ask for an early release, it has to be – so if you've got two years running at 750000 a year, he's on more, I understand, but yeah. – then that has to be your absolute max contract. Yeah, and I also think that maybe, I mean, you know, am I being pathetic in saying, our listeners will let us know, do we not put some sort of, you know, box-ticking exercise in that, that the NRL, you know, steps in, investigates, is this for real, if, is, is, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not questioning whether he's saying his mum and dad are real or whatever and he wants to be back home with them, but I just don't see that this should be a situation where a player gains from that. I feel like it's we're, we're ripping one club off. I mean, it's a little bit unfair to the Warriors. The Warriors have been kind enough to to let him go. Um, I don't know. How do you feel about it, listeners? Give us a call and let us know. But I don't believe he finished his manly contract, did he? No, this is what I mean. A lot of those players have got um, a bit of a reputation in in, in doing that. Um, and, yeah, I just think um, no loyalty. Uh, and if it is a fair income situation where, you know, he, he wants to legitimately come home because his, his parents, his folks aren't well, hey, I sympathise. I understand that. But um, let's not gain from it. So – the role of the front rower, and so I don't know if you know the NFL too well, Michelle, but the running back mm-hmm. is a job where they have such an influence on a game. They get paid heavily up until the last few years, but the the window of which where they're at their absolute best can fall off a cliff. Adam Fenua Blake, and this is not a shot at Adam Fenua Blake, but he is 28. He is 28 now, and he's coming off his best ever season, mm-hmm. right? How many front rowers do we know of that their best ever seasons were 29, 30, 31, 32, that sort of thing? How many do we actually know and and the offers that have been thrown to him? So for me, if I was running a club, I'd say, say I'm the Sharks, mm-hmm. right? Who, well, they've thrown themselves into this mix yeah, now too, yeah, which okay. is, you look at their forge yeah. and you think, really? Okay. So if I want Adam Fanua Blake... And based on all the information I've shared with you before, his best ever season was over in New Zealand, not in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe he was leaving Sydney for a reason when he first no left Manly. That, no there, distractions, yeah. all that sort of thing. So for me, if I was running a club, I'd go, you know what? It's exy, but if we feel like we've got a premiership tilt, say on the Sharks, mm-hmm. I would rather go, hey, Adam, I know the Tigers are offering you the best part of 1.1 for four years per year, Dragons likewise. We'll give you 1.3 for two years, which is overs, mm. but that's the kind of player that may be the difference between the Sharks winning a comp or not winning the comp. That's how I would play it. Four-year contract, 28, front rower, best year ever. He's just come mm. off that, playing overseas. That would not be, for me, a four-year deal at the best part of 1.1 or more per season. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is a way to have your say. Seven three six. just before we go to the break, I want you to think about this. So we haven't really spoken about Talatau Moan, Michelle. Mm-hmm. In the event, and, and this may not happen, but in the event that he got sacked, how do you sort of – so the, the Dragons, Russell Packer had been to prison, hadn't he? Yep. He'd been to prison. Mm-hmm. And you serve your time, and, 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 and it's wonderful how he turned his life around. But then for you to take on a player who's been through that, you kind of have to – do you have to stay by Talatau, Moan? I'm, I'm, I'm just asking the question. I don't have the answer or have a strong opinion on it, but – Well, look, I've got an opinion on it, on, on not that in particular, but where this code is heading um, in terms of setting standards. Rugby league, as I just talked to 
about about it before. It's December. It's still front page, back yep. page. We're still talking about rugby league in December when traditionally we talk about cricket. There's even people saying, have we lost our love for cricket uh, in this country because we're still talking about NRL. I think that the powers that be have done an enormous job. It's a brilliant code. It's an enormous product. We're now trying to take it over to America for whatever reasons, whether it's to do with betting or whatever. I think we're now in a position to be a little bit stronger and a little bit picky and choosy in who plays and represents our sport. Yep, totally Let's agree. talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about that one 1170 the run home with joel and the bish thanks for listening to the best of the run home with joel and fletch don't forget to have your say on the open line one 1170 if you wish to catch up you can get us live monday to friday in the afternoons or belatedly through the podcast apple and spotify we're also on social media tiktok twitter and instagram the handle for all of those at joel fletch sen thanks for listening to the program we'll catch you next time